You're listening to the One Word Podcast, an outreach ministry of Christ Nations Church. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the One Word Podcast here in Outreach Ministry of Christ Nations Church, where I, Iron Petrie, have the distinct honor and the, and the privilege of being able to pastor and be the lead pastor alongside me is my better half, as always, my <laughs> wife, Star. Hi, everybody. And uh, we're so thankful that you are here. Welcome to another December, another Christmas holiday, another Christmas season. And uh, we ought to rejoice and be glad in it and very thankful that God has allowed us to see yet another year come and go. And it's come very quickly. Yeah, I'm gone very quickly. I was going to say that, man. Is it just me or has this year not been on the accelerator? I believe so. I mean, man, it has gone by so fast. It seems as though we are living warp speed sometimes and you 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 start off you're in, you're in January February you know where you are and the next thing you know it's December <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know where you are and, 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 are you, you still... and you don't know how fast you I mean you don't okay. know how you got here so fast I mean it's just really the months in between you can't remember uh just really passing through there that there's just a lot of I, I mean agree. it's just fast it's man it's just super fast and mm-hmm. so we're just thankful and we're full of gratitude this morning that God has been so faithful to us and that we have life and strength and health and have the opportunity to serve him even more. And so during this holiday season, we pray that you are blessed. We pray that this um, podcast finds you blessed and doing well and that you are, are looking forward to celebrating uh, our Lord and Savior's birth and what he has brought to us in the earth, as well as celebrating with your families and, and having uh, time with your kids. And if you have any children, you know how that's going to be for you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's you, the buildup and then it's the tear down and the cleanup. It's man, like it's, 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 it's going to be all that because kids make it, make, di- they make Christmas different. Don't they? They, they really, really do. But we like to see them happy and enjoying it. And of course, never allowing them to drift away from the real purpose of the season and the real reason behind why we do what we do. Even if all the commercialized stuff isn't really the, the, uh, I don't know where that fits into the gospel, <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, it's harmless in the fact that we get to spend time, quality time with our family and our children and really to love on them and let them know how much we were so thankful for them being in our lives. And so we just pray that your holiday season will be a blessed one. We pray that you, as you get ready to face a brand new year, and I guess that we can talk about that a little bit here this morning, we're getting ready to walk into 2022 and we're getting ready to see a brand new year, and just kind of, I guess my thing is going to be to ask you, dear, just just your overall sense of what you believe uh, 22 holds for us. Um, I, you know, a lot of people keep waiting for, and you can kind of hear it in people's voice when you hold conversation with them, a lot of people have kind of, are kind of waiting for uh, things to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. They're kind of waiting on that moment when they're able to exhale and say, oh, God, finally, now we can, we, can, we can do this, we can do that, we can feel free. And I'm not so certain that that, that moment's coming anytime soon. I'm right. not so certain that that's going to be something that we experience um, uh, in 2022. I, I really feel like we are in a time of unprecedented instability. We're in a time in which um, it seems as though more often than not, uh, leadership has become extremely meddlesome. Or there is there's a lot of stuff, and I and I, I don't mean that disrespectful. I just mean that as a just a pure observation of our times, um, we are we are doing things in a very ad hoc manner. We're just kind of making up stuff sometimes and making decisions on the fly, and 
changing this and changing that. And, and that becomes very meddlesome to a society, especially that prioritizes a freedom or individual liberty to move about and do what you want to do, that is to say. And so um, 2022 is going to present to us, I believe, some, some more challenges. I think we're going to see a little bit more of the same. I think we'll see a little bit more of the economic uh, uncertainty and whatnot. But uh, I want you to tell me what you think. And then we're going to, of course, not leave it on that note. Because as children of God, we do not sorrow as those who have no hope. Absolutely we do not. not fret. We do not worry or carry that anxiety because we, knows, we know whose we are and we know who we are in, in him. But, but go ahead and kind of tell us what, what, what you think. No, I really think that, you know, God is preparing us to, to really just see his glory. And I think what you've been preaching the last um, few months really just grounding us in faith, um, reminding us that we're possessors, right? Because so much of, if, if we're not careful, we can become kind of victims of life circumstances, mm -hmm. right? That it, Very true. we get moved and, and kind of boxed into a corner and, and life just sort of, you know, gives us a side eye, like stay over there and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to, um, but you have to, you know, really make a, an active uh, play to to give grounding and to give place to your faith and to allow um, your belief um, to translate into what you actually see and know um, in the natural because it really is it really is transactional right that we that we have to place a demand not yeah. on God we're not placing a demand on him but we place a demand on ourselves to say what he says and to see things the way that he sees them and Absolutely. that means I have to be able to see in the spirit because, of course, he's in the spirit. Oftentimes, we just want to see things in the natural. And, and, you know, if I can see it, then I feel reinforced and I'm good to go, you know. But, but it's, really, it's really flexing our, our spiritual muscles to get to a place of, of spiritual insight that, sustain, that sustains and reinforces us. No you doubt. know what I mean? To be able to... To say, yeah, I know, I know what they're saying. I, I know things are probably going to get worse, and that's all right, because that's what the Bible tells me. I mean, it's, wars and rumors of wars, right? So I expect those things, but I don't allow those things to, to move me. And I think just the basic mechanics of faith that you've been teaching, I think, are going to be just super, you know, critical to all of us, because it's not difficult, you know, we don't have to follow the science, you know, which has been like really confusing about so many things in the natural. Mm -hmm. But we can simply follow what God's prescriptive is for us, which is say what I said. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. I mean, it's basically it's just just say what I say about you and have said about you and everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And we get in God's word and we, we choose to make it our lifeline and our our, our total trust is not hinged on anybody's prognostication about 2022. I'm not even, you know, not even about anybody's prophetic word. I'm just, what does the word of God say today to me? Absolutely. Right. And I'm, sa I'm satisfied with that. Yeah. And it's, and it, and it doesn't, that doesn't come from um, despising prophecy or despising oh, no, a pro prophetic word. That cut just comes from saying, I have a more sure word of prophecy Yes, that is recorded here. This is what I'm going to base my life on, and the prophetic I'm going to allow to be a supplement to my life. Correct. And so I'm, I'm not going to ping all over the place. I yeah, hear one word, no, and I'm no, like, no, oh, no. it's going to be great. And then I hear another word, and I'm like, oh, gosh. It's yeah, and old. that's one of the things that the church has got to arrest themselves over. Um, we, The gifts of the Spirit were not intended to become main course meal mm -hmm. for the believer. 
it was always his word, following his word. And these gifts were then, as the spirit wills, manifested to give direction, to give confirmation, to give counsel, um, and to edify us. But they were not supposed to be the things that we live our lives by. Uh, even in your own personal life, you know, you get a lot of people uh, come up and give you a personal word or a prophecy or so forth and so on. And I think, in, and I say this lovingly, I say this with respect, I say this actually with tremendous amounts of compassion, but I think the church has moved into a, a measure of error when it comes to the prophetic because they've made it almost like the directive. They've made it the thing they're following, and people have got a word almost every week. And, um, and they, they've got a word all the time instead of looking at the more sure word of prophecy, which is recorded. This is what I have to live by. And I'm going to live by this, whether prophecies come to pass from a prophet or not. Mm-hmm. Because, see, this is blood sworn. Yes, sir. This is covenanted. This is, this is it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit up and anchor myself. I'll, I'll enjoy it. I'll take it. I'll receive it when it, when it aligns with the word of God. But I'm not going to anchor myself to just the prophetic or the gifts of the Spirit because you can't build a ministry, a life at all on the gifts of the Spirit. You have to build it on the Word of God. The just shall live by faith, not by gifts, not by manifestations. The just shall live by faith. And so the believer has to, they have to embrace. They have to embrace this. And I said this um, earlier, as you alluded to, and, and some messages really just attempting to equip our church and equip those that are underneath our responsibility and care as shepherds to equip them with, you have to be able to embrace living in contradiction Mm -hmm. um, to the natural world and the world system. The Christian has to embrace that. You're not going, (laughs) you're not going to be able to walk in lockstep with what you hear out there. You got to be able to embrace the fact that God has said this and the world's going to be saying that. (laughs) <laughs> that, he, that he promises this and the world says that. Now, if you're able to, like those in the, in the Bible that are recorded more specifically, if you look at Hebrews 11, which has been called the Hall of Fame of Faith, when you look at these men and women, they lived in absolute contradiction and they embraced it, mm-hmm. right? They stood and believed God right in the midst of everything around them saying, you should compromise, you should give in, you should quit. You, you're not going to have a baby. You're going to be eaten by lions. You're going to be burned in, a, in an oven. You're not going to make it. You, you, I mean, and they stood in the midst of that contradiction, trusting the word of the living God. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think that's so important. And, um, you know, for 2022, this is, a, this is a verse of Scripture. It's really not a verse of Scripture. It's a statement that occurs in the book of Revelations. Um, in Revelations 2 and 25, it also occurs in Revelations 3. Uh, when the, the letters are being written to the churches, the church at Thyatira, the churches in Asia Minor, so to speak, right? And um, it says this one verse, this one phrase. He says, but that which you have already, this is Revelations 2 and 25, that which you have already, hold fast till I come. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, and then he says again in chapter 3 in two places, hold fast to that which you have. And, and I think that is a, if you want to talk about prophetic, I think that is a prophetic emphasis by the Spirit of God to his children in this era and in this time. Mm-hmm. Hold fast what you have. Yeah. Now, we have to hold fast what we have as Christians, period, because we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings. We've been given all of these 
beautiful and wonderful things from our Lord and Savior through his death, burial, and resurrection. And we're to hold fast to those things. Why? Because Satan tries to steal them from you. He's going to try to con you out of them, talk you out of them, reason you out of them. Bully you out of them. Bully you out of them, (laughs) (laughs) no doubt. Try to to get you to back up off of them and not stand for what God has afforded you in Christ. But this takes on significant meaning, I believe, for 2022 for believers as the world kind of goes even further into some of their... uh, confusion and some of the strife and the division and the not knowing what to do and the economy and this, that, and the other. And then, of course, we're entering into an election year, I believe midterms. That's always going to have its own set of tomfoolery that comes with it because it's just the nature of, of, of Satan's activity around politics, politics absolutely. right? So that's going to happen. And the child of God has to hold fast what you have. Mm. Why? Because you're sitting pretty. As a child of God, you've been blessed. You have promises that are yes and amen. You have been provided for by a loving father in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And you've got to learn how to hold fast what you got. Amen. And that's why you can be like Jesus on the boat when the the waves are are crashing and people are crying. And Peter and the disciples are like, Lord, you don't care that we perish and Jesus is asleep. (laughs) 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 Jesus is asleep and they have to wake him up sleep in the hinder part of the boat and Jesus wakes up and Jesus is kind of like oh you have little faith yeah and he calms the winds and the waves why because he is the word he is resting in his father's promise he is resting in his father's care he is resting in the relationship he has with the father and who he knows he is and who he belongs to and this is what we have to hold fast to, right. that in the midst of all of the chaos, God is going to direct you. He is going to show you the way in which you should go. He is going to counsel you through the tough places. He is going to lead you through the darkness by his word. He is going to be a lamp to your feet, a light to your path. Hold fast what you have. Amen. That no matter what you see going on around you, no yeah. matter what 2022 winds up and throws at you. <laughs> it can be fastball, it can be curveball, curve knuckleball, slider. I don't care what 2022 <laughs> throws at you. Hold fast what you have, yeah. child of God, because it's more than enough. And that's the thing. Satan likes to turn up the pressure in the natural so much so to convince the Christian that what you already have isn't it's enough. Not enough. So you drop it and you panic. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh my God, what, what do I need? Oh Lord. And they're saying this and they're, this person's saying that and I need to do this and oh, I need to. And you drop what you have. Yeah. But you have victory. Yeah. You have his promise. You have his word. You have the more sure word of prophecy, as I said. And you don't have to be moved by all these winds that are blowing all around you to try and knock you off of what you have. And so, that's my word Amen. to the church. That's my word to our congregation. I'll be sharing with them. That's my word to every believer. Hold fast what you have. Don't allow yourself to be deceived or to be bullied by the adversary or anything else that you don't have all that you need in Christ Jesus. So can I can I read something? So Psalm 27, Absolutely. verse uh, 13 through 14. Um, David says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed Mm. that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And he says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, 
and he shall strengthen your heart, wait, I say, on the Lord. And I think that's basically, you know, that comes um, in support of what you're saying for the prophetic word, right? That, that we have to believe to see, right? Yeah. And if there is no belief, then you're not going to see, right? If, if we're wavering and if we, if we give up and say, oh, goodness, things are just bad. Now, I mm-hmm. thought I believed God, but I'm not sure this is going. I was going to tithe. I was going to commit myself yeah. to tithing in 2022. But this inflation is something. I mean, if we start backtracking <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the promises of God, and I'm right. just using that as a, as no, a small that, example. That's real. That's real. But if we start backtracking on the promises of God, we're not going to be able to see his goodness. Mm. And he's absolutely good and wants to be good and wants to prove himself over and over again. Yes, he does. But there's a level of, of consistent um, apprehension of, of the word has become alive in me, and I believe it. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to hold to it and I just won't let it go. And and I think, too, that we have to be very careful to not allow the enemy um, to make us feel guilty, because I think that's what he likes to do. Right. You especially New oh, Year's things. Guilt is right? a major tool. New Year's. You make these resolutions. <laughs> yeah. You say, I'm going to do all this. I'm going to believe God. And yeah. two weeks out the gate, there you are just doubting. <laughs> I mean, it didn't take no time at all. Now you're like, I don't know. 2022 oh, ain't man. looking too good. Yeah. But that's what the, that's what he comes to do. That's exactly but, what he comes to do. But we have to understand that there's no shame in the pediatrics um, of overcoming. Oh, you know say what I mean? The, the small, say that again. The small hurdles that we get over. Yes. Are really leading up to the large and major hurdles that are that we know are coming, but that we're well equipped. Right. We're, we've been strengthened. We've practiced. We've we've rehearsed this. I know who God is. I've mm-hmm. this is not bigger than than what I've dealt with before. Right. This no. Goliath is no different the than lion the lion. The there you go. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I got this. Yeah. But I think for 2022 for us as, as children of God, we just we really have to say, Lord, I want to practice faith in every area and and at every turn I want to practice faith so that it is it's it's just common for me it's it's exactly what I revert to and you use an example of well who's the football coach and he said you know you do it so much yeah Yeah. until you can't do it wrong you can't do it wrong yeah because it's what you always do it's it's just your default and so I think for us as believers really God is trying to get us to a place believe me and if you believe me you're going to see Mm. You know what I mean? You're going to see those things come to pass. Mm. You're going to see the wisdom um, and the care of God and the hand of God and provision of God. But you can't see if you're not believing. Right. Even, you know, when Jesus came to Thomas and he said, you know, Thomas, stop doubting and believe. Goodness yeah. gracious. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you need? What else do you need? Yeah. But but because for all of us, there's a point that we have to come to to really, truly see in the spirit. Yes. And that's not being kooky or spooky. No way. Right. That's a that's about getting in this word and saying, no, I see that for my yeah, life. I absolutely. see myself healthy. I see myself well. I see myself prosperous. Amen. So absolutely. I mean, in, in, in it's not spooky or pooky or, or kooky. <laughs> I said pooky. <laughs> uh, it's not that either. Nope. But it's not that because like I say to people and I try to appeal to reason when I say this, because sometimes this is where Satan holds people up in reason. Yeah. Um, you believe in a God you can't see. That's your starting point, right? Mm-hmm. So now, why is it now that you're requiring so much reason? Right. Beyond that, right? I mean, you're 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 starting out your your relationship with your relatability to your conducting of your life, 
by virtue of a God you have never seen, right? So you're not requiring any physical evidence of him. So now why would you require so much physical evidence of what he says? Mm. You see what I mean? So this God I can't see has said some things. So now I can believe God. I believe there is a God. Right. But now when I see his word, I then all of a sudden start stumbling at it. Mm-hmm. Well, now, how can I be so sure of his existence, but so unsure of his proclamation? Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. So this, this, it becomes unreasonable, actually. And so you see the work of Satan in there because he's the one trying to make sure that you stay in the gray and you stay clouded and you stay shrouded and you, you don't really see clearly, really, just how reasonable you're being to actually act on God's word. It's, it's not an unreasonable <laughs> it's thing. Not unreasonable. It's only unreasonable because the natural world may not support your actions at the time. Yes. But it's actually a reasonable thing to do, yeah. to present your body. That's why Paul said it's reasonable to present your body. Wow, he gave his life for us. Absolutely. So to give my life to him, it's a reasonable, it's reasonable. exchange. Absolutely. right? And it means, and like I said, I'm appealing to reason for those who may sometimes be hung up there in that area. For those of us who are believers and we're, we're well established in this, we already know. But for there, there are those believers that God so wants to be so good to his children, but they're kind of hung up in the area of reason. And you brought up something there that I, I think is worthy of, of emphasizing some more with another verse when you brought up uh, Psalms 27 and uh, believing to see. Because David here in Psalm 73, which is one of my favorite psalms, it's actually a song, psalm of... of uh, of, of, of Asaph or, or Asaw, however it's pronounced differently. Um, it means the gatherer. But this was his psalm in Psalm 73. And this is a powerful psalm because it speaks to the contradiction that, that can exist in the mind of Christians. Absolutely. And children of God in the midst of testing and in the midst of seeing what's going on in the world around them. And I'm not going to take the time to read the whole thing, but you can go back and read it in your time because it's really broken up into two parts. The first 15 verses are him complaining, basically. He's complaining because he's envious at the foolish and the prosperity of the wicked. He looks out at the world and he looks out at the wicked and he sees how they're proudful, they're arrogant, but yet they get away with it. They have everything. They eat and they're full. They're blessed. They're doing well. And he said, but your children, us, the, your, your children, waters of a full cup are wrung out to us, right? <laughs> and he's like, I'm drinking from the cup of lack and bitterness and struggle and problems and the world is looking good and blah, blah, blah. And so he goes on complaining it just all the way up for 15 verses. And he gets to verse 15, and he says, If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of your children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. All of this, trying to, trying to grasp this. Verse 17, Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. So now the whole tone of the psalm is going to switch because he sees, oh, God, no, the world is set in slippery places. Absolutely. <laughs> Judgment is coming on. Absolutely. Them. I'm blessed. Why am I complaining? And he says it was too painful for him until he went into the sanctuary of God. And this is my appeal to the child of God. From where are you looking at things? Mm. 
are you, are you looking at things outside of the sanctuary of the Lord? Or are you looking at things from within the sanctuary of the Lord? Amen. That is to say his presence. That is also to say acquaintance with, its, with his promise. Mm -hmm. That is to say, where are you looking at things? Because if you're standing out there in the world system, outside of his presence, in the flesh, and you're looking at things, you're mm -hmm. going to sound like the psalmist in the first 17 <laughs> verses. <laughs> you, that, that's what you're going to sound like. That's what's coming out of your mouth. That's what's going to be a part of your language. That's what you're going to be frustrated, upset, mad. You, you're going to be anxious. You're going to be full of fear. But if you get in the sanctuary, you see different. Amen. When you get in the presence of, of God, you see different. And this is what I'm appealing to the children of God to do in our times Get in the house. You gotta get in. And when I say get in the house, that's not an appeal to get in the church, although you need to go to church. But what I'm talking about is getting in the presence of God, getting in an, an intimate relationship with the promise of God. Mm -hmm. Begin to acquaint yourself more intimately, more fully, more deeply with your God and what he said. Because when you get in the, in the sanctuary of the Lord, you're going to see things differently. Mm -hmm. He's going to, as the psalmist said, he's going to lift your head up above your enemies so that you can see round about you. You know, sometimes life can overwhelm us and we can be so covered up with circumstance and situation and issues. You're buried underneath that. You can't see nothing. Yeah. It's like being piled on by people. If you've ever played football or a sport and people pile on top of you, you can't see anything because you're under the pile. Yeah. And sometimes life can pile on you and it snuffs out your vision. You can't mm -hmm. see anything. Mm -hmm. You're in the dark. Mm -hmm. You're in the dark about what God's doing. You're in the dark about his promise. You're in the dark about his love for you. You're just piled over. And now, next thing you know, you fighting and fussing and with people on Instagram and Facebook and you mad <laughs> and you all in your flesh and your feelings and you're, you're lashing out because you're covered up. You can't see. Yeah. You can't see, child of God. You're not in the sanctuary. You've got to get in the presence of God. And my appeal to the child of God during this time that we're in right now, before it gets to 2022, and God knows in 2022, look from the sanctuary. Amen. See from the sanctuary. Yeah. Get your understanding from the sanctuary. Because when you get in the sanctuary, this is what you start to see. In verse 18, he says, surely. Now, he'd been talking about how wonderful they, get, they got it and how good it is for them. But he says, surely. I see that you set them in slippery places. Thou cast them down into destruction. How they are brought into desolation as in a moment they are utterly consumed with terrors. In other words, I see from the sanctuary they ain't have anything I should be jealous of. Amen. There is nothing I should be chasing after them. There is nothing I should be looking at and getting all worked up over. Mm. Right. I shouldn't be looking at all of these mandates and looking at all of this stuff they're doing here and looking at all this stuff. I should not be sitting here allowing myself to be drawn into the flesh over any of this stuff. Right. Because from the sanctuary of my God, I see the end from the beginning. I see the truth. So now I see how I should act and respond. Right. Which is in faith. Hold fast what I have. Because I'm sitting pretty. Amen. <laughs> I got all that I need. I got all that, that I'll ever need in this life. And God has been faithful to me. Amen. And so I wanted to encourage you. And we wanted to come on. And we wanted to share this with you today. Because I really do believe with all of my heart. This is a word for the body of Christ. This is a word for the believer. The child of God. In this time in which we live. 
Hold fast what you have, child of God. Hold fast what you have, Dad. You're the head of that house. And I just feel this in my heart. You're the head of that house. You're a father. You, have, you, you love your wife. You love your children. And you are concerned about the times we're living in because you put the pressure on yourself to be the provider, the leader. And you're out there and you're, 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 you're trying to make it happen. And you're looking at all this stuff. And it's a burden. It's a burden on you because your company, your business, what you do, your career, you're seeing, you're trying to read the tea leaves and things are looking bleak and things are looking funny. Hold fast what you have, man of God. God has blessed you. He will provide for you. He will guide you. He will lead you. He will open doors for you. Amen. Right? It may look like all of them are closed, but don't you worry. God's going to open an exit door for you and he's going to make a way of escape and a way of provision for you and your family. And I want every child of God to embrace this truth. Hold fast what you have because God is faithful and he will not allow you to be made ashamed even in the midst of trying times. He has proven himself that no weapon formed against his children will prosper. Every tongue raised against us in judgment will be condemned. It is our heritage. It is our heritage to actually live in contradiction to all of the things that are going on in the world. We can walk in blessing when the rest of the world is looking at curse, we can walk in the light when the rest of the world is in darkness. And so I pray that you have found some source of encouragement, some source of edification out of this particular podcast today. I ask that you stick around to the end of this, and we're going to give you some information of how you can contact us, connect with us, and follow us on all of our social media platforms. Until the next time, we love you, God bless, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you for joining the podcast. If you were blessed and encouraged by what you heard, we invite you to share this message and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Be sure to visit ChristNations.com for all the latest messages and happenings with our ministry and engage with us on all our social media platforms on Facebook at CNCTXK and on YouTube at Christ Nations Church. We look forward to connecting with you. And remember, one word from God can change your life forever.